It's time for the most interactive radio program in Las Vegas today. It's time for Pushing the Limits with Brian Shapiro. Brian will talk sports, politics, entertainment, and anything that matters to you. Feel free to call Brian at 702-221-7283. You want answers? I want the truth! Now Pushing the Limits, here's Brian Shapiro. everybody yeah wake up it's noon wake up everybody pushing the limits time so glad you could join us on a thursday i'm excited because we got some really great guests today really looking forward to it sometimes i lie to you sometimes i'm not looking forward to it you know if i was introducing joey gilbert i wouldn't be looking forward to that at all but uh no we got some great guests here joey loves me we got some great guests lined up we're gonna have a lot of fun we're broadcasting not just on the am dial on kshp uh youtube PTL fan page, YouTube. You can see why I have a face for radio. Joke never gets old. Also, on my Twitter page, which is Pushing Limits LV. And uh, we're going to have some fun. And, you know, the guy who did the intro and does the intro for my show, he's live in his home. He does that every day, by the way, for us. Uh, of course, I'm talking about longtime radio talk show host. And I'm glad we finally got him in studio. Nick Bonsanto is going to be co hosting the show with me today. So I'm excited about that. Nick, good to see you. How are you doing? I want to plead the fifth. <laughs> okay, Mr. Trump. Uh, we'll we'll get to that in a few minutes. We I will. Just, I just didn't, you know I don't know. I, I, we will get to that. But I'm glad you're here, Nick. Good to see you. We're going to talk about that. Big guest uh, coming up at the bottom of the hour. She is the former DA of Uvalde, Texas. Former assistant DA. Uh, love uh, speaking with her. Sarah Spector also works for the Better O'Rourke campaign. Oh. So uh, we'll be, get to. It's a funny moment yesterday with Better O'Rourke. We'll get to that a little bit later. He called somebody a mother blank. Uh, it was a uh, Governor Abbott supporter. Mother Teresa? Is that what he <laughs> yeah, did? Yeah, that Mother mu- Teresa? It must, that must have been what it was. was. Yeah, yeah, that must have exactly. been what it was. Uh, Saving little children. Put it this way. If you said Mother Teresa, we wouldn't have had to blanked out the uh, one of the words or blurped out one of the words. Uh, so uh, coming up here at, at uh, top of the hour, a guy that has sold millions of albums, loved his music since I was like... 15, 16 years old, maybe even younger than that. Maybe it was pre-puberty, I don't know. But uh, the lead singer of the band Filter, former, uh, formerly of Nine Inch Nails, a uh, great musician, and I, gosh, I love his politics. Very similar to what I said about Richard Marks when he came on a few weeks ago. Richard Patrick going to be joining us coming up at the top of the hour. And then our number two, a beautiful lady. All due respect to Nick. I mean, she, I, I would rather look at JJ. You don't, you, you, you um, don't like my skirt today? <laughs> you're okay. You look okay. All but right. uh, JJ Snyder, beautiful, talented, uh, the host of Morning Blend. It's Thursday, so what's going on this weekend? She's going to kind of give us the entertainment rundown. Uh, she does a great job she at the Morning Blend. She looks better in a skirt today. <laughs> yeah, I, I would have to tend to agree with that. Uh, Numchuck, I don't know about that. But uh, uh, well, maybe we'll have that content on another day. So so we're locked and loaded today. we got a great show lined up for you. We're going to be talking about a lot of different topics. It's interesting because Nick just brought up the fact how he was um, ple- pleading the fifth. And uh, we know that Donald Trump just pleaded the fifth uh, when it comes to uh, in New York, the case in New York. And Donald Trump, you know, in 2016 was saying anybody basically, I'm paraphrasing here, who pleaded the fifth is either a monster or a, a mobster or you're guilty. Yeah. Um, now Donald Trump pleaded the fifth. So uh, words come back to bite you, right? So we're learning a little bit more, Nick, about this FBI raid. We're learning that they seized about a dozen boxes. And, uh, you know, FBI agents uh, took those boxes. And this is according to Donald Trump's lawyer, by the way. Now, the interesting thing about this, and I said this yesterday on the show, Donald Trump's attorneys could release the warrant. They could, yeah. re- they could release everything publicly. They can release specifically 
what they took, because by law, correct me if I'm wrong, the FBI needs to tell you exactly what they took, uh, you know, word for word. Why is Donald Trump and, and his attorney, why are they not doing that? Why are they not showing the search warrant? Well, obviously, it's because he doesn't want people to know the full story. He mm-hmm. doesn't want people to know. He still has to keep, you know, his Stepford wife base, you know, <laughs> in lockstep with him. And, it, you know, the whole thing. And then he used the he used pleading the fifth also in New York. What did he, he used it uh, because of the situation with the FBI and the whole thing. He couldn't speak to it. I mean, you know, let me tell you something. I've interviewed Donald Trump in my life. Wait, you know, pre-politician. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. Listen, pre-politician, you know, because I've been doing this longer than, like, yeah. microphones had cords. And <laughs> and I, I've been doing this forever, and I've interviewed him, you know, back in his USFL days and all. Listen, he's never changed. He's been an idiot for his entire life. He just has been. And he thinks everything in life, you know, molds itself to his, to fit his narrative uh, and he's gotten away with it for so long. He made the mistake of getting into politics because he got away with it when he wasn't in politics. But at a point, you're responsible to this country. But because of his presidency, and I don't believe he'll ever be president again, but he's made hundreds of millions of dollars. Oh, absolutely. And I don't believe he was in a very good financial situation before he became president. Now he's in a much better situation. Do Thank you, you, Russia. Do you, yeah. Do you believe um, he's going to be indicted? Do you think there's going to be any charges? You know, I, I'm. I actually had given up hope. I really did. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of gave up hope. Uh, you know, the January sixth hearings. We're seeing it all. It's there. But I'm like, what are they going to do with it? What are we going to? Are we ever going to do anything with it? I understand the legal process is long and drawn out, but I'm starting to have hope that that Garland is sitting back there quietly mm-hmm. plotting his moves and it was obvious because none of us had a had a had an inkling that that fbi but Nick, going coming. back to what you said about january 6th here's uh what i would say to that now criminally speaking no uh trump's not going to be held accountable criminally when it comes to january 6th at least i don't right. think so there's a chance but i don't think so but here's why i think i'm uh, here's why i know i'm still happy uh, the january 6th committee has done what they've done because even with some of those staunch Republicans out there that maybe would still vote for Trump, I think there's a lot of people out there, uh, or at least a good amount of them, that maybe won't now. They won't say that publicly, but I think these January 6th hearings, uh, if anything, are going to uh, not be able to enable Trump to to take office again. I think it does help as far as that's concerned. From a criminal standpoint, yes, Nick. Of course Donald Trump should be criminally liable, because if he didn't say that he won the election in a landslide and Joe Biden cheated uh January 6th doesn't happen. People died that day. We know that. Uh, right. You know, We know the language that he used and the lies leading up to January 6th, of course. And all the people that enabled him should be criminally charged as well. The only way Donald Trump is criminally charged for January 6th is if you get somebody like a Meadows or somebody really close to the president that is charged, and then they flip. That is the only way. And by the way, that's a possibility. It could happen. But I believe that Garland and I believe the FBI, I believe they have more. I don't think this is it. I think this was just the beginning. And I believe they have more. Yeah, I believe so, too. Although I, I've, I've come up with what I would like as a there, – there's a new show I'd like to put on. You know, because he loves TV, right? And I want to – like Treasonous Island. And I want to take all these guys and put them all on one island – by themselves. Because yeah. honestly, all of these guys who had anything to do with it, the congressmen, the senators, the people, 
Shouldn't they be stripped of their American citizenship? Maybe it is not. Maybe it is not a criminal offense. Well, I got to tell you. But it is not. It is definitely an offense against our country. And shouldn't they be stripped of their citizenship? Well, I got to tell you. I'm being serious. I got to tell you. I got to get your reaction to this because this is big news that just just broke. uh And um, I said yesterday on this show that the FBI and Attorney General Garland, they need to go public with some of this information. I know that most of the time you don't. You know, on an ongoing investigation, you don't speak. But this is very, very big news. What is it? Attorney General Merrick Garland has just announced that the Mar-a-Lago search warrant will be unsealed. Wow. Which is almost unheard of in this situation. And that Trump already has a copy of it, which we knew, and says that upholding the law means applying it without fear or favor to everyone. Garland is going to unseal the warrant publicly. That is going to show everybody why they did what they did even that won't be enough but at least we'll get inside the minds of why they did what they did and i think that this is this is the right move and it's such a big public case uh and i don't believe garland would have uh, the fbi would not have done this unless they had the goods so now we are going to learn what they were looking for we're going to learn probably what they took and this is huge this is important and i think they're making the right decision by by unsealing this. Would you agree? No, I would agree totally. Because you see, the one thing, the one thing that uh, 45, if you will, I I hate saying his name, what he he does so well... The orange turd. Yeah, you could do that too, turd. (laughs) I I mean, that might be too good for him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, it just might be. I, you know, because you know sometimes it turns a good thing. Um, <laughs> anyway, I I digress. Digress, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is, the how do you how do you stop him from spinning the lie larger? Is you put you, you put yeah. the papers black and white mm-hmm. now. His staunch supporters will still tell you that's a lie. What about Hillary's emails? I mean, yeah. Do I you mean, know that Hillary? Do you know that Hillary is making money off of T-shirts that say uh, "What about her emails?" Uh, by the way, uh, here's something else. Boy, this is this is a lot of news that have broke in the last five minutes. Thank wow. you, Numchuck. So, Attorney General, where would I be without you, Numchuck? Attorney General Merrick Garland now says he personally approved the search warrant at Mar-a-Lago. Wow. What do you what do you, what do you make of he that? He approved it. Yeah. Well, I, I think he's had it up. Well, listen, he wouldn't have to worry about Merrick Garland if we put him in the Supreme Court where he belonged. I yeah. mean, so this I, is big news. No, now let me ask you. You know, uh, I, I don't believe this is the case because I believe that Merrick Garland's an upstanding individual. I really do believe it. But does, does he get a little satisfaction out of this? He does might. he have? He I might. mean, come on, we're human. We are human. There's got to be something in. But Nick, I made this argument. The last couple days, uh, and I said, "Listen, when there's an ongoing investigation and there's an FBI raid, whatever the case, it is proper procedure." I was a reporter for ten years. Whether yes. it's Metro Police, a police department, or whether it's the FBI, ongoing investigation, you keep your mouth shut until the investigation is over with. That is that is normal, proper procedure. But I also said, "This is unprecedented territory that we are in, and you have a lot of people on the right that are angry." Uh, and I'm not saying necessarily do it for them. I'm saying do it so we don't have violent acts. There might still be violent That's acts, but do it because I think it, it could it could save some lives, perhaps. But more importantly, do it so that people still believe in the FBI and people still. And I think, uh, in my personal opinion, I think Garland is doing the right thing. Garland uh, hits 
resent unfounded attacks on the professional and the FBI and Justice Department agents and prosecutors. He said, I will not stand by silently when their integrity is unfairly attacked. The men and women of the FBI and the Justice Department are dedicated patriotic public servants. I love it. I love no. what Garland is doing today. I love no, it. No, it's, it's the, honestly, take all the kidding. I've, I've been kidding a little bit here. Yeah. Take it out. It is absolutely the right move. Because now, and I don't know if there's any tie into this. You know, there was a little story even earlier today. Mm-hmm. Did you see about the attack at the FBI building in I did. Cincinnati? I did. Um, who knows? Is that is that a little well, listen, offshoot of the when issue? You, when you call, when when you do stuff like this, Nick, and and I remember when Trump called CNN fake news, and then the pipe bombs went to CNN. Right. Uh, it needs to stop. And and I believe that is a big reason. I don't think it's for political purpose. It's a big reason why Garland is doing this. It's the right thing to do. Correct, and that's what ha- that's my whole point. Because what you what you have is you have someone who knows who who sci- he's almost got it to a science how to stir the pot and get people up in arms and literal. When I say up in arms, it's almost literal. Yeah. They they will they will man arms yeah. to to you know uh, to try to defend his honor, if mm. you will. And I think you have to defuse it early. We didn't have the opportunity to defuse that on January 6th. There, there, it happened too fast, and I don't think that opportunity presented itself. But right now, I think you can see the writing on the wall that these people could rally behind yeah. him and cause problems. So you need to try to defuse that as much as you can. This it's is a big good news. Move. It's this a is, good move. This is big news. If you're just joining us, uh, Garland is now unsealing. He is going to be unsealing today the search warrant to go into Mar-a-Lago. We are going to see exactly why they went in there. We are probably going to see exactly what they were looking for. We didn't. We might not know whether they found it or not, but we are going to get the search warrant. We're going to get it publicly, so there's going to be no more uh, you know, opinions or right-wing idiots that are going to be saying, oh, this was unjustified. We're well, going to get everything. let's not go that far. There's still right-wing idiots that will there still There are, say. but they're going to put, the, this puts them in a tough spot because Garland would not have done this. Number one, I don't believe it, it, uh, Trump's Mar-a-Lago would have been raided unless there, was, unless there was a there there. And number two, now that the fact that he's unsealing it tells me that they had the goods and they absolutely had the right to go in there. So uh, this is important on a number of fronts. We talked about the violent, you know, uh, the violence. Uh, there's still going to be some whack jobs out there. I mean, I heard uh, a voicemail. I don't know if you heard uh, the voicemail that Swalwell got yesterday. Uh, he he yes. received a voicemail that was beyond racist, uh, making statements that he, uh, this uh, racist idiot that left a voicemail for Swalwell said that wanted to kill him and his family and his wife and kids. I mean, these are very dangerous times that we're living in. Garland, uh, I give him a ton of credit for doing the right thing here. That And this is a difficult thing to do, to, uh, to release this information. You know, again, any open FBI investigation, 99.9% of them, they're sealed documents. He's unsealing the document because these are extenuating circumstances. And I think we all could agree uh, that uh, he's doing the right thing. By the way, coming up here in about 10 minutes or so, we're going to be – and what a good time to have a former a DA coming on. Former a DA uh, out in Uvalde, Texas, Sarah Spector, is going to be joining us. So I'm going to be getting her – take on this breaking news then coming up at the top of the hour uh the lead singer of the band filter at around one o'clock uh, richard patrick will be joining us i know he's going to have some opinions on this okay. as well uh but this Could is he uh, sing big like news. a prison tune for him 
Can I sing a prison no, could, tune? Could, could he when oh, he comes sure, on? Oh, sure, he could. Like, I mean, he, he could. Like, they're working on the chain. Well, it's interesting you say that, <laughs> because one of my favorite filter songs is a song that's called My Long Walk to Jail. So maybe we can... Well, maybe we need to maybe, talk about that. Yeah, that's, you know, maybe we we'll can do play a that. tribute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll play that one. It's got some uh, some dirty words in it. But, but again, the one, thing, <laughs> the one thing I do wonder when this yeah. is unsealed. Yes. You know... It, the speculation is they're after documents that should have been turned over, you know, uh, a, a, from the White House that he took that should have been left. The yeah. question I still wonder, and maybe we could ask this, is that a punishable offense? Is it? Is it? it you know, is it a criminal offense to do it? I don't. Is it? I don't know. I'm it asking is, the question. It is absolutely a felony and criminal when you take documents that can hurt the national security of this country. That's why they have these laws put in place. If you take those documents from the White House and bring them to your home in any way, shape, or form, and or try to get rid of them or flush them down the toilet. I wish he flushed himself down the toilet, quite frankly. But uh, to answer your question, Nick, and I've done a lot of research on this, yes, it is a felony, it is a serious crime, and I know people are going to say, what about Hillary Clinton's emails? You know, they're going to say, well, what about what about those emails? You You mean the woman that didn't take the fifth and sat there for right. an entire hours. day yeah, yeah. getting getting questioned right. while he can't eat he won't answer one yeah. question okay by the way speaking though of turds uh oh. mike pence who is the biggest <laughs> piece of scum on the planet uh well right you know to- flies like turds that's true remember the fly that that <laughs> went on him during the during the debate uh so Mike Pence, keep in mind January 6th, these are when Donald Trump supporters said hang Mike Pence. This idiot, because he's still trying to have a career, he's trying to appease the Republican base, he says Trump's home raid is a deep concern. That's what that's that's what Mike Pence said. So so was it a deep concern when, when Trump says to this day that he won the election in 2020, Mikey? Is it a deep concern that you're a despicable human being? Is it is it a deep concern that your family uh, refu- thinks that being gay is a sin? Is it a deep concern that you haven't come out of the closet yourself? I, I think it's about time for Mike to do that. Not that there's anything wrong with it. Um, deep concern. It's a deep concern that you're even on the planet, Mike Pence. You're such a wussy and a two-faced prick. I mean, give me a break. Give me a break with this guy. You know, and the only reason why he's doing this, again, is because he wants to have a career. He wants, he, he wants to keep his political. He's trying to appease the base. By the way, Mikey, the right-wingers don't like you anymore either. Nobody likes you. Probably not even your wife. Mikey, he don't like it. Yeah, 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 exactly. What do you make of, of all these idiots, and there are a lot of them, the Wait. Fox News, Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity's, oh, I mean, the they, they come up with, first of all, they show video of the raid. Meanwhile, they're talking about Hunter Biden's laptop. Yeah. You can't make this stuff up. No, I mean, listen, what do I think of guys like like Hannity and Levin and, and these type of morons? Yeah. Listen, you know that, uh, you know, I did work at a place that has those morons on the air. And there was a time when I would have to be there all afternoon and I would turn them off. I couldn't stand it. It, they, they they actually make you sick. They make me want to drop a turd. Okay, <laughs> I know that was bad. I don't want to see that. You know what? No, no but they, no. they're just listen. They are. We're we're in this business. Listen, I I'm kidding around a lot. You've been in this business a long time. Mm-hmm. Okay, I believe we're we're all allowed an opinion. All of us, whether we agree or disagree, right, left, in the middle, up, down, I don't care we, whether it's politics, sports, we all can have a differing opinion. Mm-hmm. But in this industry, 
We have a moral obligation to our listeners, to our FCC license, to not cause you know mayhem in the streets. And Nick, there are and that's what they do. They create. Yeah. I'll the- just go here locally. Uh, I, I agree with you 150 percent. I mean, there are people in this city that are on the air. Like the Wayne Allen Kooks of the world. Oh, don't even get me started on that. Millions of people are dying from the vaccine, and general managers of these radio stations allow them to be on the air. It's okay to have different opinions. If some people want to say Trump was the best president of all time, obviously I'll disagree with you, but we can have a debate on policies you like or not. That's fine. That's an opinion. And even though I'll disagree with you, that's an opinion. If people love Trump and they want to idolize him and kiss his ring, that's fine. But when you say things on the air that are factually inaccurate, when right. you lie on the air, the Mark Levins of the world, they do it every single day. It's dangerous. And I, I agree with you 100%. It's wrong. It's dangerous. No, it, it's completely dangerous. It's wrong. I, you know, I, I come from a time, like I said, I love to kid around. Mm-hmm. I love to have an opinion that might not necessarily always be the mainstream opinion. But at the same time, you have to be responsible. It's your duty in this industry to, to at least present the fa- you You can't stir it. You can't, you can't run in the building and yell fire. You just but can't Nick, do it. But Nick, what they are doing right now on Fox News is I guarantee you they're reporting that, you know, this these search warrants are going to be unsealed but they're also going to be saying oh there, there, there's nothing in here there, there's not there's no there there there's nothing it doesn't matter what's in these documents uh i mean it, it could it could show that donald trump uh they have video of donald trump sodomizing a child and then people on fox news would still defend it i mean it doesn't matter what the sure that is. wasn't his daughter <laughs> yeah well he wants to date his daughter we know that i tell you it's that's really bad i, I gotta say nick this is a this is uh big news this is a big moment. It's a big moment for our justice system. It's a big moment uh, in, our, in the history of this country. Uh, let alone do we ever see a former president of the United States, his place uh, being raided. But now, uh, this no. is unprecedented territory. You know, I'll give you an example. Well, he, he's done unprecedented things Agree. as a president. Yep. So, so for all those say it's never been done to anyone else. No one else has ever done what this moron has done. Right. Okay? And, and he has pushed... The, the American political system and legal system in directions they've never needed to be pushed in the past. He's brought it on himself. Hey, maybe nothing will happen from all of this. Yeah. Maybe somehow, some way, he's kept his hands clean because he's had the middleman do what they needed to do because he's very good at that. But yeah. just the fact that we, as a society now, had to open this Pandora's box due to his... His um, narcissistic approach to what he has done every day and that he is above the law, which is how he feels. He feels he's above the law. Um, I think that um, we've, we've crossed over to a place I, I've never seen. I believe, Nick, if I'm not mistaken, that what is in my hand right now is, uh, is this the unsealed search warrant? That is No, that's the order to unseal it. The uh, order, order so I'm, to unseal So I'm, I'm holding right now the, un, uh, the order oh, to unseal that. the document, you're, which is, which is interesting. Uh, uh, you know, Numchuk uh, working, he's sweating I over like here. This. I, I, I like, like this. It. He's work, I love he's, it. I've only been here 10 yeah. minutes, and he's worked more than How you. How about that? Oh, yeah. Well, that's everything. Day, quite frankly, I, I, I like that. So he 
He's Nick Bonsanto. I'm Brian Shapiro. Uh, what a great time. Coming up next uh, to have uh, the former uh, assistant DA of Uvalde going to be joining us. Oh, I'm sure she's going to have some strong opinions on this. Uh, we're talking about the breaking news, which is Garland has decided to unseal the search warrant documents in regards to the Trump raid at Mar-a-Lago. So we're going to be talking to Sarah Spector coming up next. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. Hey, everybody. Are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York-style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super. Hero, that is. Because why be a sub? When you can be a hero. Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. A great time. Your entertainment destination, the South Point, invites you to experience the ultimate great time under one roof. Dancing, a live show, a movie, delicious dining, and one of South Point's 11 restaurants. So much to see. So much to do. You won't know where to start first. This week, make it a South Point week and discover for yourself why the South Point is your entertainment destination for a great time. Look, it's impossible for the average person to find a great attorney out there. There's so much misinformation. Now, let me introduce you to former Chief Deputy District Attorney Thomas Mosford. He was Las Vegas' top DUI prosecutor for years. He prosecuted the most high-profile DUI cases in Clark County. No one knows more about DUI law in Nevada. Just Google it. If you get charged with DUI, whether it's a misdemeanor or even more importantly a felony, you need Thomas Moskal representing you, his relationships with the prosecutors and judges, and his knowledge of DUI law to work for you. So give him a call now or text him at 702-848-5555. It's your life and liberty that's at stake. Don't wait. Call now. That number again, 702-848-5555. I want to tell you guys about one of my favorite doctors in the Valley, Dr. K. She's a board-certified internal medicine physician. She's been in practice for over 20 years, went to Yale. She believes in treating body and mind as a whole by achieving harmony and balance. She offers hormone replacement, Botox, skin rejuvenation, even snoring treatment, because we know how that could be annoying from time to time. Also, plasma treatments and so much more with cutting-edge technology. Please give her a call. 702-410-5779. You could also give her an email at cosmeticaesthetics.lv at gmail.com. Again, that number, 702-410-5779. Call Dr. K. Tell them I sent you, and I promise you won't be disappointed. Best of Las Vegas winners each of the last two years. Glazed Donuts is a family business. Taste the passion and quality in each delectable handmade donut. Experience amazing fresh donuts at Glazed Donuts. Located at 6545 South Fort Apache Road on the southwest corner of Sunset. Glaze is open every day from 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. If you're interested in large orders, please call them at 702-246-2888. Follow Glaze on Facebook and Instagram where they're showing off all their delicious treats. And check them out at glazedonutslv.com. 
Experience the Artisan Hotel's theme suites, restaurant, bar, pool, and complimentary valet. During the week, the Artisan is a quiet Las Vegas retreat that's great for travelers and locals. The weekend is all about non-stop partying and the award-winning Artisan nightlife. All rooms include free gym access and Wi-Fi. The Artisan Hotel is centrally located between the Strip and downtown Las Vegas. Book your stay at artisanhotel.com. The Artisan Hotel, your unique Las Vegas boutique hotel. Hey everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams and treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices, office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. Hey, everybody. Are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York-style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. All right, welcome back. It is Pushing the Limits on a Thursday. So glad you could join us. By the way, coming up at the top of the hour, one of my favorite musicians since I was a kid, by the way, lead singer of the band Filter. You shouldn't make the guy feel that old. (laughs) He's not that old. Be nice. He's a good guy. Of course. Richard Patrick's going to be joining us at the top of the hour. Looking forward to that. Breaking news. It always seems to happen when I'm on the air, right? Crazy. But uh, the big breaking news that came out about, oh, 25 minutes ago or so is that our attorney general has decided that he is going to unseal the documents as far as the warrant is concerned when it comes to Marilago. So we will uh, we are covering that story. And what better person to have on to talk about this than a former assistant D.A., uh, of course, out there in Uvalde, the former assistant D.A., always enjoy having her on and mixing it up, talking about all sorts of different topics in the news. That is Sarah Spector joining us right now. Sarah, I appreciate you coming on. How are you? I'm I'm good. I, I'm good. How are you? I am doing fantastic. I appreciate you coming on as always. Uh, I guess my first question to you would be a very simple one. What is your reaction to the breaking news? We just learned that Garland is going to be unsealing the documents when it comes to the warrant to uh, go into Mar-a-Lago. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think I think transparency is good. I think it's good. Um, you know, I mean, they're. They need, it, this is an unusual case. The president of the United States who they did a search warrant on, so it's probably the right decision to be um, trans, 
you know, less transparent and, and allow, um, allow the public to know what's going on. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you on that one. And, you know, you never know. There's a lot of crazy people out there and, and, and maybe the crazies out there, no matter how much proof is in the pudding that this was the right thing to do to go into Mar-a-Lago. They're still not going to be happy with it. But I do believe Garland has made the right decision here. I'm anxious to actually see this, uh, what what was in this thing as far as the search warrant is concerned. What were they exactly looking for? We have, we have a, a good idea of it, though, don't we, Sarah? I mean, uh, allegedly what they're saying and what the FBI is looking for is, you know, documents that allegedly Donald Trump took from the White House, classified documents, and took to his Mar-a-Lago residence either to hide them from anybody or maybe to get rid of them right who knows why i mean he he he's a person that would take things that are that is not his right Mm -hmm. and and so i don't know why he would take them that the white house and everything in that house and everything he did you know it belongs to the people he doesn't he shouldn't have taken a towel from that residence so i mean he they the people deserve to have whatever is in their back, whether it's, I, I don't know what, 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 what he took, but you don't get to take things that aren't yours. That, that's just a law. Go ahead, Nick. Sarah, Sarah, let me ask you this question. You know, being an assistant DA, how, I mean, it, it's interesting to me. I mean, in theory, what Garland is doing, in theory, it really goes against everything you would normally do. Am I right? I think federal law is a little different. Usually, search warrants. Um, you know, I mean, I think after, once we once we file, I mean, they usually are are readily available to the public in state court in Texas and federal not. Um, but yeah, I mean, so as a defense attorney, you don't want a lot of that released because you have a presumption of innocence, and this is just a probable cause affidavit. But uh, you know, Trump. Trump's the one that that let all this out. This was done pretty pretty um, quietly. He's the one that dropped the news. So I mean, I think he's waived any privilege or to to secrecy or to anonymity at this point. So yeah, I mean, I I I I'm on both sides. I mean, right. I, I've been a, I'm a defense attorney. I used to be a prosecutor, and I'm. I'm of the opinion that it's okay to let information out before trial. I think, I think juries are smart. I think the public's smart, and the more information, if truth is on your side, is going to help you. But l- help you. can I let me follow that up just one second, if I can, Sarah? When, when Trump let the cat out of the bag, you know, as you said, he was the one that kind of told America this happened. Mm-hmm. Um, his lawyers, I'm sure, and he, I would think discussed it if there was if if they released that information and they apparently wanted to control the narrative by them not truly saying what was in the warrant and what they took in essence didn't they back themselves into a corner almost at that point they 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 almost said hey they came in and shouldn't have but we're not going to tell you the rest i mean is is it not telling the public something that they didn't want to tell people while they, why they were there i don't i don't know how smart they are i don't know if this was all like the, trump trump is not stupid he's good he's a good manipulator and he may have planned it to like a chess game to where yeah i'm going to give a little bit out and then make the united states attorney 
you know, or the judge uh, release it and for somewhat, for whatever reason. And it may be anticlimactic. It may not be any, I mean, it, it's, it's probably something substantial where it could affect national security, but it may be not that huge of a deal to the average person. And maybe that's what Trump is planning right now, even though he doesn't get to keep you know, in documents that are important to the national security of the United States, he may be, he and his attorneys may think, you know, let's, let's play this like a cat and mouse game. They'll have to dump an anticlimactic, um, su- you know, subpoena. Um, I mean, and then, and then everybody, and then everybody goes, why did you raid Trump's house? And I, I don't know what they're doing, but I do know this. Trump has been on top of his game uh, basically outsmarting to me the media for a long time he knows how to manipulate it and i don't underestimate him here i don't i tend to agree with you if you're just joining us we're speaking with sarah specter she's the former assistant da out there in uvalde texas sarah you probably know this but uh, i'm going to share this with our listeners i'm in midland now but i used to be the D- assistant da in uvalde yeah. correct now, now you're in midland uh, i want to share this with our listeners uh for those of you that think this uh this is going to be out there like immediately as far as the details in this search warrant. You're wrong. Uh, the search warrant and its attachments are unlikely to be see- uh, unsealed uh, in the near future. Uh, the reason why is because it's in motion. The government said it would follow the judge's lead in terms of additional briefing if required, and Trump's lawyers could easily file their own papers contesting the release of the materials. So, Sarah, how long do you think it could be before we actually see these unsealed documents? Um, I would speed it up if if I were the judge. Uh, uh, I mean, if, if Trump files something, yeah, that's another story. But then everyone would know Trump is doing that. I don't think he's going to file anything. Uh, but I mean, it could be. I mean, the feds. I mean, they could take forever. But they. But the feds can also do things quickly if they yeah. want to. Yeah. And so, you know. We'll see. We will see, but I think we all could probably agree this is a good step in getting to the truth, and I think this can only help America, especially what I believe is in in this thing uh, after it's unsealed, and eventually we will all see it. I think it will prove beyond a reasonable doubt, for lack of a better term, that this was the right thing to do to go into Mar-a-Lago, and they had sufficient evidence to do so. All right, sir, I want to ask you a little bit about Beto O'Rourke. He had an interesting moment yesterday. So Beto O'Rourke, obviously, he's running for governor in the great state of Texas uh, against Governor Abbott, as I like to call him Governor Abhol. That's my nickname for him for a lot of different reasons. Anyway, I'm a big fan of Better O'Rourke, as I know you are as well, and you've helped him in his campaign. So I want to ask you, there was a moment yesterday where Better O'Rourke is making a speech, and he's very passionate about a lot of topics, which I appreciate. But he's very passionate about gun control. And by the way, most of the country, Republican and Democrat, agree with Better O'Rourke when it comes to gun control. So he has a moment there where he's speaking in in a room with maybe, I don't know, maybe 500 people. There are a few Governor Abbott supporters in there, uh, idiots, by the way, I would call them, that are in there wearing the Abbott shirts. And they're trying to, there was one man that was trying to disrupt when uh, when uh, Better O'Rourke is talking about gun control and he's talking about the lives that have been lost. He's passionate. And then one of the Abbott supporters starts laughing. I want you to listen to this moment because I think it's a, it's a very interesting one. Hundreds of rounds of ammunition and take that weapon that was originally designed for use on the battlefields in Vietnam to penetrate an enemy soldier's helmet at 500 feet and knock him down dead up against kids at five feet. It may be funny to you, mother, but it's not funny to me. Okay? 
I absolutely love it. First can of all, to Texas and vote for him. Yeah. First of all, I don't know how anybody could laugh when you're talking about dead children. Number one and number two. I mean, it's just I just thought better O'Rourke's response was. I think we need more Democrats like that. We need more people like that on the left that are aggressive when dealing with morons. Uh, what did you make of that moment, Sarah? Well, it's it's. I understand it. I mean, I um, I was. I was at a Beto event a few months ago. I wasn't going to go, but I got a call from his campaign manager at the last minute. It was in Odessa, and um, I it, I wasn't going to go. I wasn't planning to go. It was uh, not my county, and she was like, you need to get over there now. The state, uh, our state rep over in Exeter County had basically did some social media posts asking for people to show up with AR-15s at our event, and... Um, so I had to literally escort elderly people, you know, through long guns. It was quite—it's quite horrible. And we're—I we're, understand Beto's emotional. I mean, honestly, I—I I, I hate to say this, but I think he's in danger um, here in Texas. Um, I, I, there's a lot of crazy people with guns around here, and 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 we're, we have a lot of emotion about what's going on here. And then these kids that were, you know, mutilated in Uvalde, and and you, this is, you know, we have people at the event, and I get the same, this is not an unusual outburst. Like, when I try to talk to people about guns around here, they start giggling when I mention Beto's name, even after the 19 kids that died. And it's, I don't know whether it's a nervous giggle, I don't know what it is, but he said it pretty plainly, you know, the MF word, um, it was from his heart. Beto, we need more people like Beto on the left and the right. He, and, the, and the good thing, I, I heard this from somebody else on Twitter. I think he said it right. Beto's not a politician. He doesn't act like a politician. He's a human being that's running for office, mm-hmm. and he doesn't mince words. And I, I think that it was a perfect moment. That's Beto. That's who he is. He's a, he's a father. He loves children. And we're, we're tired in Texas of... Um, of responses such as you know laughter or anything else it's not funny it's not funny when children get mowed down it's not funny that people have to have ar-15s in order to hunt and the thing is that that's all they have is nervous laughter when you actually confront these people that's all they have is nervous laughter because they can't articulate a reason as to why our laws are like this but what you said sarah is very daunting and 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 i'll repeat it and then maybe you could uh explain it in more detail but listen you're a former assistant da there in uvalde you're you're still an attorney of course in midland you've worked with the, with better work and what you said is 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 shocking and you're probably right sadly that you said that you know Beto O'Rourke is in danger not from losing an election or winning an election I would assume you're using that term you're afraid that somebody can do something violent to him can you speak to that and and tell us why you you feel that way yeah I feel all of that part especially this whole thing with Trump it's it's amped up the volume again as far as the crazies coming out in Midland they're having protests from the FBI I'm going around knocking on doors I don't carry a gun with me with my I wear my Beto t-shirt around and you know I I, can't, I just think somebody's going to do target practice on us um, they're <clears throat> angry and and they think Beto is you know the the fox and you know, even 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 the left when he ran for president were extremely brutal on him when he talked about taking away people's AR-15s, which is now 
become a mainstream opinion. But um, it's just, I, I think that Beto knows he's in danger. I mean, you know, it's Texas. We killed Kennedy. Um, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just a fact of life around here, especially with open carry now. Um, and Beto, Beto, I think Beto took a, a long time to get into the race because he's a ma- father, and he knows that uh, the danger that he's in in Texas, running on the platform that he is. Scary, scary times that we are living in right now. If you're just joining us again, she is Sarah Spector, the former assistant DA in Uvalde, now in Midland, Texas, practicing law. And uh, you know, I'll, let's talk a little bit about Governor Abbott. I, I guess I'll start by saying this: no accountability. Doesn't seem like he's had any when it comes to Evalde, the statements he's made, the, the lack of compassion. You know, he hasn't been out there since, as far as I know. And when you look at Beto, and he wants, obviously, to get into some sort of debate or debates with uh, your governor at the present time. And it doesn't seem to me that Governor Abbott wants any part of him and wants to do any debates. Am I wrong on that? Yes. Well, I think he's agreeing to one, but not in the format that. Beto wants to do a town hall where people in the audience get to ask questions, the mm. people. Yeah. And and that's what he's been doing, literally going to these rural areas, red areas, and doing this for the past six, seven weeks. And, um, you know, he gets a lot of people with who don't like him, but he answers questions and he talks to people. And that's what you should expect. And he's not even a public servant anymore. And um, Abbott... You know, it was real interesting. He ran in when he was running the primary. He he ran against Alan West, who was even right more right wing than him. And they a Republican Party had a town hall out here for the primary in in Midland, which is a very you know Republican town. It should be pretty friendly to him. And he wouldn't show up. He was in Midland fundraising, and he didn't show up to the event. And our our very conservative. uh, editor of our local paper here, extremely conservative, uh, wrote a pretty, um, a pretty um, ugly op-ed um, um, telling him, telling Greg Abbott that it was an insult that he won't answer questions from the people of Texas, especially Midland, who who, who really support him. Give him probably probably Tim Dunn gives him at least a third of what he's running on as and then there's an oil millionaire that gives him a ton of money here you know he doesn't the thing is he can't answer questions even from a friendly audience because he has no good answers so he's just he's just trying to stay quiet uh speaking of not being quiet i heard some law enforcement there in the background some sirens is there any truth to the fact that uh, there might be an fbi raid of abbott's home right now is that what's going on If you're just joining us, no, I live. I, we, I work on. Uh, I work on one of the main arteries in uh, Midland, and so if, there's a lot of ambulances that go back and forth from the highway to the hospital. Understood. Basically. Understood. Uh, since uh, you know we have you on, I mean, anything new as far as uh, the tragic Uvalde shooting and all those innocent lives that were lost? Anything new at all? I mean, the videos came out a few weeks ago, and we had you on then. Uh, the daunting video of you know uh, 19 police officers just sitting back and waiting there. I mean, it's just, uh, uh, again, when I go back and I talk about it, it gets me so angry. I can't even imagine what those families are still having to go through. Any new information that you've received here in the last several weeks? Well, I thought the CNN documentary uh, was excellent that came out, I think, a week ago that um, uh, it was was really well done. It it kind of summarized everything that went on and and what's still going on and the answers, the questions that are still haven't been answered. I also... 
I also thought it was really, uh, I found a, vi- I saw a video. Um, I, I lived it when I, when I, when I was a prosecutor down in Uvalde, I lived in Hondo. It was a three county area and Hondo is in Medina County, Uvalde is in Uvalde County, but they're sister cities and, uh, they're neighbors and Hondo, um, I don't know if you caught this news, the Hondo city council, which is even more conservative than Uvalde is a much more red area. Um, they, um, had they had on the agenda to approve a Friends of NRA event fundraiser where they were going to um, raffle off the an AR-15 from city property, and so the I was so proud because when I lived in Uvalde, there were a lot of very um, apolitical people. They didn't want to get involved, and uh, a herd of them. I mean, and a lot of the victims, parents. A lot of the families of the victims showed up to the Midland City Council, which is, I think, one Latino and maybe four white people. It's much more. Hmm. It's not. It's not as mixed race, and they're yeah. they're they're pretty. They're not very friendly folk up in Hondo when people show up to city council and they, they, they ask to be heard as to not have the event there because it was too soon after Uvalde. And uh, again, one of the fathers got up there to speak that had lost a child and kind of a same thing as a better work moment. Somebody jeered him as he was talking about his dead child. They laughed. And he said, you know, I don't think that's funny. What's so funny, sir? And But they won. The miracle is that the city council decided not to have the NRA event there. And I think that, I think that is a bit of optimism in all this, right? That we can talk to each other and 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 listen to each other and and the fact that this very conservative city council listened to these parents these parents were able to articulate what what was wrong with the system and and they and they changed and they and they said no you're not going to have the event here and i think that gives me some hope well i'll tell you what there are a lot of heroes out there uh i i would consider better o'rourke one of them putting his safety at risk and these parents that have lost loved ones that have the strength and the courage to speak and it could be speaking in front of the media it could be speaking at any event uh it could be talking to a, a town council meeting whatever the case may be they're heroes and of course we need more voices out there like the better works of the world and people like you and just got to keep up the good fight uh, not because we want to take everybody's guns away which is a ridiculous right-wing talking point it's because the weapons of war the ar-15s the types of weapons that were used in ovalde texas they need to be off the streets legal or or illegal and they shouldn't be given to anyone else but law enforcement and our brave men and women in uniform sarah it's always a pleasure when you come on this show i really do appreciate your time as always we'll have you on again soon and i am one of those people that is behind better our work and i hope he gets abbott out of office and i appreciate you for coming on as always thank you sarah thank you appreciate that again that is sarah specter thank you so much sarah she is the former assistant da out there in uvalde texas yeah there's been a lot going on in uvalde nick and uh still practicing laws she said in midland but uh smart lady and uh i always love it when we talk politics uh what's going on there in texas is is a good example of what's going on throughout the country right now yeah you know she brought up a topic that actually gets me riled up uh, because I've actually had this argument on social media because for anyone that knows me, uh, I'm from New Jersey, but then spent 12 years in the South um, 
in the Tennessee, North Georgia area, yeah, where that wacko's from. Mm -hmm. She would have been in my district, but I was gone before that happened. Wow. Okay. Uh, And then I've been here. But one of the things that I have seen happen all too often, I've gotten arguments. Can someone tell me on this face of this planet, who always has the good idea to auction off firearms to benefit schools, Boy Scouts, except they do it all over the place. Mm-hmm. I've gotten in arguments in the South, they do it all the time, all the time. And I don't understand how that's an acceptable practice. They shouldn't have had to go to a city council meeting to stop that from happening. It just should not happen to, to raffle off something that can kill someone when you're trying to support children's children opportunities and things of like that. It's it drives me insane. Yeah. I mean, drives me nuts. And I've literally, you know, I, I've I've sent friends packing off of my page, who took the stance that it's a good thing. How in the hell is it a good thing? It's despicable. It can't yeah. be right. I mean, yeah. I I mean, you got Boy Scouts going out selling raffle tickets for firearms. Are you serious? What world do we live in that that's right? Yeah. Nowhere. And But we do it all over the place. Well, all over the place. It's dangerous. I mean, would you allow uh, Boy Scouts to hand out numbers of pedophiles? Or, you know, I mean, to me, it, it, you know, one is the other. They're both horrible crimes. And, and um, you know, we live in our backyard. Of the, uh, don't even get me started with the October 1 shooting yeah. and what took place there. And, and we've had really – I understand that Republicans and Democrats have passed a few laws, a few laws that aren't going to really move things along. But we, gotta, we, got, we need an assault weapons ban. Uh, we need red flag laws consistent throughout mm-hmm. the country. Uh, we need to change the age from 18 to 21 to own a firearm. And if you start with those three things, uh, it's not going to end all the gun violence in this country, but I can guarantee it's going to be cut. All right, we're going to take a quick break. He is Nick Bonsanto. I am Brian Shapiro. Here's what we're going to do. When we come back, oh, man, I love this guy. He is uh, the lead singer of the band Filter, sold millions and millions of albums. Great musician, of course, formerly an original member of Nine Inch Nails as well. Uh, the very talented and very outspoken Richard Patrick will be joining us next. So we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back right after after this. Oh yeah, there's a little filter in the background. I like it. I like it. Hey man, nice shot. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Push It to Limits right here on KSHP. back it is pushing the limits on a thursday so glad you could join us you know i go back and i i think at a time in my life where i had no worries and music the 90s for me or alternative rock was incredible and and i didn't have a, a worry in the world back then i didn't have to talk about the orange turd every day things were good i didn't watch fox news or, or you know any of that's well i still don't 
No, I, I still I still don't really watch it. But uh, that is the sounds of the band Filter. You know, I grew up with them. I grew up with this band, and of course, uh, formerly uh, a founding member of Nine Inch Nails. Two excellent bands that uh, still some of my favorite bands. And the guy joining me on the line right now, the lead singer of Filter and formerly of Nine Inch Nails, my friend Richard Patrick, joining us right now on the line. Richard, what's up, my man? I like the American flag in back, by the way. Thank you. I like it a lot. For people that are listening on the radio, Richard is sitting and he got this big American flag behind him. I love it. Very patriotic. What do you make it of people out there, Richard, that use the term patriotic uh, when they show a Donald Trump flag? What are your thoughts on that? I feel sad for them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel I feel like they're being lied to. And for some reason, they either like the lie or they just think that lying is a normal part of life and um uh, you know i i i i fear them because uh, you, we have to live in a truth-based society for this to work we need facts science i agree and it seems like every single time the former president opens up his mouth it's another lie i want to get your thoughts on what we found out about an hour ago which is that garland uh is planning to unseal the search warrant documents which is unheard of the fbi usually never does that i think it's the right thing to do what's your reaction to that i think he should i think the more the republicans know the better it's all about the truth Mm -hmm. um I, you know, I was watching Fox yesterday and Jesse Waters <laughs> was just freaking out of, <laughs> over the fact that, like, he's sitting there saying, like, we're at the cusp, man. We're right on the, the cliff's edge. I can't believe they're doing this to the ex-president. It's unprecedented, blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, dude, no one is above the law. Right. It's a simple concept. He took boxes from the White House, which we own, the American people own, and he took them down to Mar-a-Lago. Why? It's not like he took it to a pr- pr- put it on a private server, and he did. It's like, dude, you you took it to Mar-a-Lago, and he can do whatever he wants with it down there. Yeah. And he could he could shred that stuff. He could burn that stuff. And it's just like stay on point and and use your brain stop being so emotional richard do you remember back in 2016 it was donald trump that was saying you know if if i if anybody pleads the fifth they're either a mobster or they're guilty and then we just learned the other day richard uh, in that uh, another uh uh civil suit i believe it is uh in new york where he pleaded the fifth i mean isn't this the definition of hypocrisy yeah he's he is absolutely the most hypocritical crazy insane liar on the planet and and then they always say this republicans always say this oh but aren't they all yeah it's like (laughs) i'm I'm sorry they're not all politicians are not the same I agree. I agree with you. And by the way, not I'm all not, not, not all mus- not all musicians are the same either. That's why I wanted to ask you. You've been in this game for such a long time. Have you ever met Kid Rock or Ted Nugent? I'm curious. Yeah. I used to hang out with Kid Rock all the time. What happened to him? I don't know. I th- I think it's like probably some of the 
my Republican fans, you know, see me, they they probably think, what the hell happened to Richard Patrick? Why is he so outspoken? But the reality is, is I'm literally fighting for my country. I, you know, I I, I believe in 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 the truth, and I just want it to be there. And when it comes to Kid Rock, it's like where where is his soul? I I don't I don't know where it's at. But I, I mean, I it's worse, it's... isn't it? Worse because he uses homophobic slang words uh, on stage these days. He's done that. Uh, the stuff he says about half the country, Democrats. I mean, listen, I don't agree with Republicans when it comes to a lot of stuff these days. But I wouldn't say every Republican is a bad person or every Republican is a demon. These are the types of statements that he makes about Democrats on a regular basis, and the ass kissing of Donald Trump. Like I, I just don't it's... understand. It's the man is a lying sack of you know what, Mm -hmm. and he the the truth is is he's bad for America. So I'm not saying this as a Democrat. Mm -hmm. I'm saying this as a patriot. That's why I have the American flag behind me because I'm literally concerned about the the well being of my country. He's lying to you. And by the way, for people that are unaware, Richard, you've done shows, uh, you know, for our troops in other countries. Uh, you, I believe it was your former bass player, a filter that served. Uh, yeah. You know, you've done a lot of things for charity and a lot of things. You you always talk about our troops. You've written songs about our troops. We, we played for the troops six or seven times. I can't. I lost track of how many times we've been over there. I'm 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 going to be playing for the troops again very soon in October. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we were in Afghanistan, we were getting ready to go on stage and there was a mortar attack. Mm. And that's the second time that happened to me. There wow. was a there was a rocket propelled something or other that flew at us in um, to Crete. And, um, you know, I put myself in harm's way for for the troops and I and it was the least I could do. I mean, I, for me, they're they're all her- heroes, you know, it, it's not even a question it's like to me it's like absolutely that we got the offer to go and we took it immediately but the the reality is is i i mean i love this country the reason why i'm speaking out is because i love this country and there is a lying sack of human excrement out there that is literally just trying to get away with murder he's trying to get away January 6th how many people died yeah several he's yep. trying to get away with it mm-hmm. and 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 it just blows my mind like these are the reasons why Hillary Clinton was hated for her 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 you know what she did with her documents her classified documents and and what happened in Benghazi right. like these are the things that oh four died in in Benghazi and it's all her fault somehow right and it's like well five people died in January 6th and you and you can directly see why those people were riled up and they were riled up because of the big lie and by the way you mentioned Benghazi there were eight investigations into Benghazi all run by Republicans and she was not criminally uh, at fault for any of that go ahead nick you know richard i i've got a question as a performer you know one of the things that drives me insane uh that that seems to be a right talking point is that athletes entertainers musicians are not supposed to have an opinion and make it public yeah. 
Okay, when when you hear that, and and you're obviously outspoken, you have no problem with speaking your piece. What do you tell those people? Because I think it's insane to think that because your profession is not that of you know the trash man or an insurance salesman, you're not allowed to have beliefs to help America in the political system. How's that make you well, feel? It drives me crazy because the entire reason why I became a musician was to say what I want to say. The the entire reason I became a musician is for the freedom mm-hmm. that it gives you. And all of my heroes, John Lennon, uh, you know, Al Jorgensen, Nivek Oger, Joe Strummer, um, Paul McCartney, all of my heroes say things that they want to say and, and, mm-hmm. and speak out and are activists. And, um, I don't, it's sad because I'm losing fans. I, mm-hmm. I know that I'm losing fans. They've, they've written me horrible letters. People write me mean stuff all the time because I post something on Facebook or something like that. And, I just find it so unbelievable that they're they're not even thinking about like the fact that like uh, what I'm saying they're just pissed that I'm saying it. Right, I, completely and, and utterly so ridiculous. Uh, you should and, be allowed. And the to funny say, thing is, they yeah. say this in a comment on Facebook right. when it's like, dude, you're commenting on Facebook, right? Like you're you're saying to me what you think I should do with my career and not say anything and just uh-huh. and just dance like a monkey, right. but you're telling me on a uh, in a comment on you're trying to let me know yeah. that I'm not allowed to say anything on a comment on Facebook. And Ridiculous. It's and it's interesting because I had another brilliant musician on a few weeks ago. Of course, I'm talking about Richard Marks, another Richard, and like you, mm-hmm. uh, brilliant musician, right? And he's an independent. He's not even a Democrat. He's an independent like me, but he he is outspoken on social media. He calls out right-wing hypocrisy, and he told mm-hmm. me the same thing you just told me, that he gets letters and that people say these negative things about him. Uh, very similar to you, but it doesn't stop him, and I know it doesn't stop you. It's not even about just your fans, though, Richard. I mean, we could talk about your family without even getting too personal. Very talented brother of yours who I'm a fan of. He's a great actor, right? I'm, t- I'm talking yeah. about Robert Patrick. Phenomenal yeah. actor. I mean, the guy's an incredible actor, like you know, but at at the same time, I know that you haven't had always the best relationship with him, and a lot of it probably stems from political opinions, right? I, I mean, to be honest with you, I, I don't really like talking about my family too much, but yeah. him and I differ on political, you know, political conversation. He, he is, he is just totally different than me, mm-hmm. and it's, it's, it's difficult because, I mean. Here's my thought. What's going to happen in the next month or the next six months when the Justice Department actually arrests Donald Trump? Violence. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. What's going to happen to this country? I hate to say it, Richard. We might see another January 6th. We might see some. I I hope I'm wrong, but you make a very valid point. I'm afraid. And I think that's part of the reason why Garland is is taking the initiative here. But I I don't know, Richard. There's a lot of extremists out there. There's he's pushed us to a point where you cannot just deny the fact that he's just breaking the law. Mm -hmm. He's breaking the laws over and over and over again. And he's pushing us to this limit that is like, is he just above the, is he the king? Is he a king now? You know, and, (laughs) and that's the thing. And 
I just, I can't, I like, I literally, what's it going to look like when, when he's arrested? What's, what's going to happen to this country when he's arrested? Do you, are you confident, Richard, that that is going to happen? I'm like 50, 50 on it. I hope it happens, but I don't know if it's going to happen. You truly believe that uh, he will be indicted. Based on everything that we've been seeing, I, 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 t- I, t- I tend to think that he's probably going to be indicted. So when you say we don't know what's, what's going to happen when he's arrested, obviously you're referring to what I am, which is well, violence, I mean, right? If Fox News is literally saying that the FBI is planting evidence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like if Jesse Waters, if what's-her-face, who's at night, Laura Ingram. Yeah. If they're literally saying that the FBI, I'm not a, I'm not too sure the FBI aren't planning evidence. You know what I mean? Richard, like, it wasn't just commentators that were saying that. Rand Paul said that on Fox News yesterday. Yeah. He made Lindsey that claim Graham. as well. Yeah. Lindsey Graham sat there and just was dope. Yep. Yeah. As Jesse Waters said all this stuff, they're going to plant the FBI. Think of that for a minute. The FBI is going to plant evidence. Like, how absolutely catastrophic. And if that were the truth, I would be absolutely outraged. I would as well. Doesn't it say a lot about our media, though, that, you know, you watch CNN, MSNBC, or really most 98% of networks out there when when, uh, the Mar-a-Lago raid happened, they're covering the news. They're giving facts. Here's what happened. Here's when it happened. Then if you put on Fox News or Newsmax or OAN, which are, are, they're, they're actually showing footage of the raid and they're talking about Hunter Biden's laptop and Hillary's emails. You can't make this stuff up, Richard. It's 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 two Americas. And the reality is, is I know something about journalism, because, number one, when you're when you're a public figure, you're constantly surrounded by journalists. But I'm married to a journalist. Mm -hmm. The ethics and the standards for journalism are so high and it's based on being sued. Right. If you report fake news, look at Alex Jones, you will get sued. It caught up with him. He has a TV station called InfoWars. Right. He presents it as news. It caught up with him. You will get sued. That's that's what CNN faces. That's what MSNBC faces. That's what Fox News faces. And look who's getting sued out of all those three stations. Fox News is getting sued. Right. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree with you. I think we live in an era where you can be a Mike Lindell and sell your stupid pillows and be in the news and spread misinformation about the election. See, I think, Richard, you could tell me whether you agree or not, but... I think Mike Lindell knows the truth. He knows that Donald Trump lost the election. The only reason why he's yeah. been spewing the nonsense is so he can sell more pillows and keep his name out there. I think it's but the he, same thing with Donald Trump. He's made hundreds of millions of dollars off of the yeah, big lie. The grifting. Yeah. The grifting that's going on. Right. From right. his supporters. It's just like Bannon. Yeah. Bannon's out there stealing, you know, let's build a wall foundation or whatever that he had going on. He's ripped those guys off. He was going to go to jail for that mm-hmm. until he was pardoned by the president. Right. I mean, and this that's facts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, is. And people and like and, and the thing is, is when I think of CNN, when I think of like general news, like the New York Times or, or the Washington Post, that's not left wing bullcrap. Right. That's actually just the mainstream news. Mm-hmm. It's not left wing. Mm-hmm. It's just the news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only thing that's tilted 
is is Fox and Newsmax and all these. They're the ones that are crazy. They're the ones that are they're the ones that are getting sued. Look at that fact. And so I just the news isn't people pick on CNN, people pick on MSNBC. I get that it might have left leaning commentary, but the news is straight up right down the middle. Right. Yeah. Richard, you're you're a young guy like myself. No, okay. I'm 54. Uh, oh, okay. Well, then I'm then then I'm much older. I got the gray hair to prove it. <laughs> okay, then I'm much older than you, and I don't know if you remember, but you know, I look back at you know we we're sitting here today, trying to wonder, hey, what happens if Trump is found guilty of some sort of of an offense that could put him behind bars? We sit here and wonder, but you know, I go back. And I think about, you know, uh, in my younger days, and I go back, think about Nixon. And I remember the day that Nixon resigned. And I remember being in New Jersey at Long Beach Island in Surf City with my father heading to the bakery. Okay, I literally remember this. When he got on and said, you know, he's going to resign because he knew he had been caught. And, and yeah. back then, I don't believe any of us ever had fear that there would be, you know, a revolt in the streets over what had happened with Watergate. But when you, when you throw into it, um, when, when you look at it now with someone like Trump and how inflammatory his remarks are, um, a lot of people think that social media is, you know, uh, the, the more the news and the social media. I, I tend to believe it's much more that he is that liar. I mean, do you do you see a yeah. difference from where it he's, wasn't? Is he that? He's imploding. Donald Trump is imploding the country. For democracies to work, you yes. have to have a loser. Mm-hmm. Someone has to lose the election. He's he hasn't conceded. He's not gonna. He doesn't want to. And he's and he's lying about the election. Mm-hmm. No. He's lying about so the 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 country is imploding. So this is this is President Trump's statement that he's made in the past hour, and what a shocker! It has nothing to do with anything that's going on at Mar-a-Lago. Here's what Donald Trump said on his stupid Truth Social. I think you have to pay like fifty nine ninety five or something. Boy, uh, that's he an said oxymoron. the former president quote. I continue to ask, what happened to the 33 million pages of documents taken to Chicago by President Obama? The fake news media refuses to talk about that. They want it canceled. Uh, So Donald Trump not mentioning anything about the search warrant or anything that they took from his Mar-a-Lago home or anything about this case. Uh, When Garland uh, makes the statement that he's going to unseal documents, he decides to talk about Barack Obama and, by the way, something that is not true. Exactly. (laughs) And see, here's the thing. Journalist journalists want to know if Barack Obama did something illegal. Because you know why? That's their job. Yes. They have integrity. And they've got to report the news. Yeah. Yeah, no, I... I, I, It sounds like my wife's fourth grade class. And it's... And it's that simple. It's not being it's see, he's 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 projecting his stuff to the 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 people out there that believe conspiracy theories. And by the way, Trump went on to say my attorneys and representatives were cooperating fully and very good relationships have been established. He said the government could have had whatever they wanted, he said, if we had it. (laughs) The funny thing is, that's not what he said happened. Right. He said that it was a raid. 
Right. It wasn't a raid. They were in plain clothes out the outfits. Yeah. They were. They, they, it was like a handful of people that showed up and said, "We need to look at this." I'm very interested to find out it what is in this search like, warrant. He, He's he's making it seem like they were jackbooted thugs and they came in and ripped open Mar- my pre- my precious Mar-a-Lago my precious you know he's making it sound like the the, the, the gazpacho as Marjorie Taylor Greene likes gazpacho. to call it the gazpacho three toed three we are hungry for lunch yeah three toed Marjorie hey Richard what would you do because you just started to- you just started touring again Richard what would you do if you saw I'm just curious Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert front row for one of your shows would you continue to play like what would you do I would welcome them really. I would welcome them, and I would say, "This is this is our music. This is what we believe in. This is what we're doing." Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't push it down their throats. Right. I would just say, I would just say, not every single liberal liberal Democrat person is like out to get you. Like we're, we're like I would treat them as fairly as I could, because that's the real American way. I would be fair and 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 honest with them. Mm-hmm. And you, if they if they came to my show and they wanted to see me play rock and roll, great. Do you feel like because there are some? Do I, do I think they're good for America? No, no, of course not. But you're not afraid. I mean, you do at times talk a little bit of politics in some some shows, not all of them, but yeah. some of them. I remember there was one show. That was canceled because explain to me what happened there because yeah. that was a while ago. But one of your shows was canceled. Uh, something about a flag or something like what happened there? So we were did, we were working with the lighting guy, and I said, "Is there any way to put like a flag on the back of the to project a flag, you know, uh, you know, JPEG onto the back of the stage?" And he said, yeah. And so I was like, oh, cool. So I was like, can you bring it up so we can only see like the star and like the the red stripe and the and and the white stripe and like mm-hmm. bl- blow it out. And I started distorting the flag. And then I was like, now turn it upside down and let's t- make the colors like purple and and yellow and mm-hmm. did, like make it look bizarre. And he he kind of cut me off and he's like, no, we're not going to do that to the American flag. And I was like. Oh, okay. Why? And he's like, because that's 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 bad for it, you know, or, or that's not that's not legal or something like that. Right. And I was like, oh, oh, a- absolutely wrong. Wrong. It's absolutely totally legal to to, to project a flag, right. and you can turn it upside down in times of emergency. Right. And that's what that means. Right. And so I said, in fact, I said, in fact, straighten it all out and let's 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 have it upside down. And they were like, no, you're not going to do that to the to the flag because we have a bunch of veterans. And I'm like, well, I've been to Iraq and I've been to Afghanistan and I've been all over the, you know, the world playing right. my music to, to, you know, the troops. They're going to think that it's OK because it's my right as an American to have right. freedom of speech. It's the First Amendment. He doesn't understand then, the law. You're not allowed to desecrate the flag. You're, he didn't understand. You're not allowed to light it on fire or stomp on it, but you're absolutely right. What you were attempting to do was not illegal at all. Yeah, and so, and, and in fact, you're allowed to burn it. You are. You're are you? I didn't even know that. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, okay. you're absolutely allowed to burn a flag. I did not know that. But it was just this whole thing and he just he like went off on me and like and i just was like so weird. that's what we're doing and you still got like, well, paid though right 
It still got paid. Good. That's that's the most important thing. Unfortunately, there were some fans of yours that I'm sure were disappointed, but obviously to no fault of yours. Hey, uh, you know, I want I want to get to some uh, new music that you got. I was one of those fortunate people. I, I was able to listen to some of your music, some of your new music in your studio. When do we have some new filter music coming out? Well, you know that song that that girl was singing called yes. Oshi. Yes, I that's remember. That's actually out. Oh, that's, that's out. Cool. And, it's a great song. Uh, it's with the band We Are Pigs. I love it. Because I was thinking about putting that song on the Filter record, but it sounded so different from what I'm doing with Filter. I decided maybe she should um, put it out with We Are Pigs, which is her band. Yeah. And it's what and, I love uh, about your music is like, I feel like every single one of your albums, even though, you know, you hear the classic filter, but it's different. You experiment a lot, you try new things. Yeah. And that's what I love about your music. I feel like your music, no matter what project you're working on, is always evolving. Yeah, well, it's it's to me. Uh, I I met someone a long time ago that was like, "This is what I'm doing. I'm heavy metal, and I do yeah. it this way, and I do it exactly the same every time." And blah mm-hmm. blah 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 blah. And I just thought to myself, "That's totally not what I want to do music for." My, right. When I wrote "Take a Picture," the record company was like, "Are you sure you want to put this on the record?" <laughs> I think I you made like, the right decision. <laughs> and I was like, I was like. And their reasoning was, you're going to alienate a lot of your fans that are heavy metal fans. And I'm like, my fans are modern, modern rock music, yeah. modern rock fans, right? And they'll they'll get it, and they did. That you song know. made you. Is it fair to say seven figures? Take a picture made you millions of dollars. Is easily, that, yeah, easily. And that song yeah. is about you, right, on an airplane, and you know you're going to take a picture of me, but I probably won't remember because you might have been a little out of it or drunk, right? I was wasted. <laughs> Isn't it incredible Way. how a song just evolves? When you like, how do you well, come I, up with a I, melody like that? Let's do, in the in the in the studio, I was writing what I call stream of conscious, which mm-hmm. is just like I'm just trying to paint a picture, and I'm not necessarily trying to have a point, and I'm not going to write from a personal point of view other than like I'm just going to let whatever happens happen because it, the first verse was all scat vocals. It was just. Like, uh, awake on my airplane, awake on my airplane, my skin is theirs, my skin is bears. Okay, cool. Write that down. That works. You know, and like, and when I looked at it years later, like, because people were like, well, what's this song about? I was like, well, I was kind of crazy on an airplane and blah, 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 blah. And I kind of, you know, wrote about from this perspective. But years later, I realized the whole song was like a massive cry to help cry for help because of my drinking and you got that help and i remember you told me once a story about how you were in rehab with with the late great chris cornell who you were very Mm -hmm. good friends with and you said that he saved your life in rehab right yeah chris uh it was the third day when i kind of woke up in rehab and they had mentioned 12 steps and believing in a god and i'm i'm an atheist so i i i I didn't understand what they meant by you know god right and i was like you know f this i'm leaving and chris goes dude he grabbed my arm and he sat me back down he goes dude there's nowhere to go there's no other there's there's no this is the best deal in town and this is how we're all getting sober and you got to stay here with me and do it that is incredible this had to be yeah. so heartbreaking for you and, and so many yeah. people that were close to not only chris cornell but i know you were also close with chester bennington mm-hmm. right i mean these these two yeah. died within what a six-month period it's so tragic yeah. man i mean that had to be heartbreaking for you it was unbelievable well 
Chris, I was totally like blown away. Like I could not believe that he had he had, he had killed himself. And then when Chester did it, um, I, I just thought it was equally as tragic. And just I, the the sad thing is, is that when you are in addiction and you're drunk or you're 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 altered, those dark negative thoughts can win. And that's the thing. 85% of alcoholics die from alcoholism. Mm. 85%. So, I, I mean, wow. I, the fact that I've been sober for 20 years is, is almost 20 years is, is, is just unbelievable. It's just, I, I, it's, it's just a testament to the program that I'm in. Is it difficult, though, Richard? You're, you're a rock star, musician, you're backstage, you're doing shows. When you're around people that are drinking or doing drugs, mm-hmm. I would imagine you try to not get yourself in that type of situation. But again, you're a rock star, you're on tour. What do you, is that difficult for you when you get into a situation like that, when you see other people doing the types of things that you used to do? Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of cringeworthy. It's it's kind of like oh my god that, that's the stuff I used to do you know that's the that's the right. way I used to live right. and I feel bad for people that are when they get drunk and they kind of get sloppy and they're weird I don't like being around it you know when when people are drunk and weird and so I just avoid any kind of situation I I I I like to talk to my fans before the show right. because if if it's before they're not too wasted. <laughs> Um, but I, it's not like I, I, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm sober. So now you have to be sober. I'm not one of those guys. I'm, I'm, I'm way more like, enjoy your life, be free, do what you want. But at the same time, at the same time, I don't necessarily want to be around some guy that's like, dude, I totally love you, man. (laughs) Well, Hey, uh, Richard, I, I recently, I did an interview with Jerry Cantrell and he told me that backstage he's had people propose to their fiance or propose right in front right in front of backstage when when they're supposed to be getting a picture so i'm curious like what's the weirdest thing like a fan did before or after a show with you that you can remember like a strange story there was this one time a girl was trying to handcuff herself to me (laughs) (laughs) yeah how does that happen she brings handcuffs with her and she's trying to so what do you do do you just back off put put these on is what she said i'm (laughs) like no what and it was like god Depending on depending on what she looked like, I might be okay with that. But uh, but but anyway, that's another story for another show. (laughs) It was definitely not an ideal situation. (laughs) Sorry, Richard. You are a brilliant musician, and I love picking your brain when it comes to news and politics. You're a really smart guy, and I can't wait for you to come out here to Vegas uh, with Filter. And uh, looking forward to the shows coming up. Glad you're torn again, my man. Uh, You're a good friend, and I and I appreciate you as always taking the time to come on the show. And uh, look forward to all that new music coming out, my friend. Thank you so. So there's going to be there's going to be tons of new music. There's a band I'm doing called A Place to Kill, which mm-hmm. is great, mm-hmm. and then the new Filter record, which is coming out in pieces over the next six months. Um, and look for new music probably in, in September for sure. And I've been lucky enough to hear some of that new music at your studio in California. And I got to tell you, man, it's killer. I'm excited it's for good. it. It's good, dude. Oh, it's right? Awesome. It it's, is awesome. It I'm is. I'm excited. It, it's got a little bit of everything. All the elements, like classic mm-hmm. filters, some new age stuff. I just, I love it. And I love, like yeah. I said, I love the fact how as a musician you continue to evolve and try new things, and you're not afraid to do that. And that's why I've always loved your music, Richard Patrick. Thank you so much. I appreciate, I appreciate you, man. It. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for coming on, Richard. And we'll talk Thank soon. You. 
Okay. Thank you, my friend. That is Thanks, Richard guys. Patrick. Thanks, Richard. That is the Richard Patrick, the lead singer of the band Filter, and of course, Lee formerly uh, an original member of Nine Inch Nails. I love that guy. I love that guy. You have a crush on him. <laughs> in a very heterosexual Like, way. I picture you were the guy in the back with the handcuffs. Richard, come here. Yeah. Don't. No, Richard's great. <laughs> I, I love I love his passion. I love the fact he's never afraid to say what's on his mind, whether he lose fans or not. Um, and he's usually right, too, by the way. Yeah, and that's one of the things, though, that I, I get. I mean, when you're in a public eye... Not everyone's going to agree with you. They're not going to agree with you. But standing by your principles and not compromising those because you're afraid of losing $2 or or a 1,000 tickets or whatever it may be, right. I think that says a lot for who you are as a person. And I actually applaud people like him who take a stance they believe in and uh, and don't don't change great guy and uh i was uh, i had a really interesting trip by the way nick when i went to i went to los angeles like oh this is maybe like seven or eight months ago i flew on a pr- private jet oh i think you told me about yeah that and the once. reason why i flew on a private jet is a friend of a friend and, and uh, i knew an actor named miguel Nunez. were you the were you the uh, flight attendant on i was thank god i wasn't uh, okay. but it was a 30 million dollar jet and uh, I go on this private jet to L.A. to hang out with some people. Jeez, I've only been on a $28 million. I'm going to name drop now. I'm usually not that person. Go but uh, I was able to go to a Laker game with Vivica A. Fox. We were sitting courtside for the Lakers-Phoenix game last year. Man. That was uh, quite the treat. She's awesome. You should have had your handcuffs out. I know. Oh, she's beautiful. Uh, she's such a nice person. Uh, I actually saw Michael Avenatti before he went to jail. Uh, I visited him. Uh, he was on house arrest. And he was in handcuffs. Yes. And then the next day, Richard, uh, I call Richard. I said, Richard, you know I, I, where are you at, man? Maybe we can grab lunch or something. He said, why don't you come to my studio? I'm recording my new album. I went to his personal studio. He invited me in, hanging out with him for like an hour or so. He played me music that nobody's heard, um, new new stuff. And, and, you know, those are experiences that you never forget, you know, for the rest of your life. And that was a really, really fun trip. I need another trip like that. I've had a rough few weeks. I need another trip yeah. uh, like that. But anyway, that was a lot of fun. I never take that stuff for granted. Uh, I can tell you that right now, Nick. That was uh, no. that was a good time, my man. Now, we, we in, in this business... The one, the one of the things we are, we, we do have the opportunity to do great, you know, fun things like you just described. I mean, if you're in this business long enough, you get an opportunity to do things that, yes, a lot of average people don't get to do. Right. And I think that's also another reason why, mm-hmm. go back to what we said in the beginning, sure. that people in this business need to treat it with with the respect it it. it requires mm-hmm. that we we have to treat the business it's a responsibility there is a um, responsibility to say yeah to be factual to not be yeah. misleading right. to and, and to to understand that we are privileged to have the access and if you make have. a mistake or you misspeak or you say something that is not true and you're proven to be wrong then be a man enough to go on the air and say hey you know what i was wrong on that one there i mean it, it happens to me all the time i try to be as factual as i can you've been but wrong there's, uh, a few times oh, yeah okay. I, I didn't i i thought it was illegal to burn a flag i was wrong about that yeah. i didn't know that uh, not that i would ever do it but uh well unless it's the confederate well, you flag have to, you have to watch yeah. them film yes. american president Yes. You ever see? That's a great film. It's a great movie. She yep. burns the flag in there, and remember, he does the speech. You have yeah. to be at this. So. That is a great. That is a great. That's film. a that, yeah. his speech in that. Speaking of amazing. speaking of films, by the way, the lovely lady we have joining us next. Uh, she was in the movie Coyote Ugly. Oh. Uh, she's done plenty of TV. She's a very uh, very beautiful and talented actress, and she is the host of our very own 
Morning Blend, uh, which is a great show here, a great show here in Las Vegas. She's going to be joining us next, Nick, and she's going to be giving us the rundown, the lowdown. What is going on in Vegas this weekend? Because she's everywhere. JJ's awesome. So she'll be joining us next. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pushing the Limits. Oh, wait, before we go, did I forget? A week from tomorrow, Nick. Oh, you've got a big event coming up. A week from tomorrow. Unfortunately, Numchuck's going to be here. I am going to be broadcasting live a week from tomorrow at the Sapphire Gentleman's Club pool. Did you say the Sapphire? Sapphire, yeah. Uh, There's going to be some very cool celebrity guests. I believe that uh, Brian Salmon from Channel 3 is going to be guest hosting with me. We're going to have a very fun time. Speaking of beautiful people. Oh, yes. And, uh, you know, that is your place to go to, by the way. Sapphire is just so cool. Uh, I love that place. The Great food, great drinks, great atmosphere, beautiful people, beautiful women. And uh, I'm I'm really glad that uh, they're inviting us back out there to do the show. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Again, a week from tomorrow uh, on Friday, uh, we'll be broadcasting live noon to 2 p.m come out there say hello grab a drink love to meet all of you so we're going to take a quick break we'll be back right after this you're listening to pushing the limits right here on kshp hey everybody are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of brooklyn that true blue new york style pie well worry no more stallone's italian eatery pizza is a knockout we're located at 467 east silverado ranch boulevard just off of premium road half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and the latest lines on every game. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards on every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino, Fiesta Wildfire, or the El Cortez. Details at the Sportsbooks. Hey everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams, treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices. Office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. Look, it's impossible for the average person to find a great attorney out there. There's so much misinformation. Now, let me introduce you to former Chief Deputy District Attorney Thomas Moskal. He was Las Vegas' top DUI prosecutor for years. He prosecuted the most high-profile DUI cases in Clark County. No one knows more about DUI law in Nevada. Just Google it. 
If you get charged with DUI, whether it's a misdemeanor or even more importantly, a felony, you need Thomas Moskal representing you. His relationships with the prosecutors and judges and his knowledge of DUI law to work for you. So give him a call now or text him at 702-848-5555. It's your life and liberty that's at stake. Don't wait. Call now. That number again, 702-848-5555. Hey, everybody. Are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn, that true blue New York-style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub? And you can be a hero. Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Welcome back. It is Pushing the Limits on a Thursday. So glad that you can join us. You know, I've got these new Pushing the Limits mugs, specially made. Because, you know, my friends are like, you know, you're always drinking stuff from 7-Eleven. They don't sponsor your show. Why don't you just drink something in a mug? So here you go. There's now no al- I feel bad drinking this. Nick, there's no alcoholic beverages in here. None. I just want to be very clear on that. But we're going to be giving some of these away when we broadcast live next week at the Sapphire Pool. Oh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Speaking of fun, you know, I go out a lot, probably too much. But uh, I don't know what's going on out this weekend. Usually I wait till the last second to find out what's going on, and then it's too late. Well, the lovely lady we have on with us right now, she is just juiced in. She is juiced into what's going on here uh, in Las Vegas. Of course, uh, lovely actress and uh, does a great job hosting Morning Blend. Twirl. Do you see oh, the twirl? I on love the it. Screen? I love it. Of course, That's I'm talking about. Stuff. There she is, JJ Snyder, joining us right now. JJ, thanks for being here. How are you? JJ, can you hear me? Did we lose JJ Snyder? Ah, uh, come on. There you go. Now I hear you. You got me? I got you. I I got you. What's going on, JJ? You know that feeling (laughs) when you have like an important Zoom or that when, you know, you're coming into a radio show and your tech isn't connected Mm -hmm. and you just like you get the shot of nervousness. I just had that. But I'm glad it all worked out. It could be worse. You could be Jeffrey Tubin, also known as Zoom and (laughs) Tubin. So it could be worse. But uh, anyway, uh, JJ, thanks for joining us. Looking lovely as always. Uh, So what do you got going on this weekend, man? There's Every weekend, so you've much. got stuff going on. Uh, give me give me the start here. What do you got com- coming up here starting tomorrow? So, so much. You can't even believe the things I'm doing just tomorrow. Okay. So at 3 o'clock, I'm going to go to the top of the Strat, and I'm going to ride the roller coaster. There's, I think there's three rides. Oh, you're brave. I have not done the roller coaster. I couldn't do that. I'm going to be honest with you. I would vomit. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I'm I don't afraid know. of heights. Yeah, I couldn't do that. What made you decide to do that tomorrow? I, my producer told me I was going to, I, it was not voluntary. It's like part of my job. I have no choice. It's called the X scream. Have you heard of it? No, I have not. The X scream. (laughs) No way. Is that the one that that they drop you? JJ, just tell the producer. No, just say no. I know. (laughs) I know. She, she sets me up and pressures me to do all this crazy stuff around town. And I'm like, Hey, 
You know what? That's what I signed up for. That's usually um, uh, that's usually what happens when I run into one of my exes at a restaurant or something. They start <laughs> screaming. That's 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 what I know is the ex scream. But I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> that's a different ex scream. Yeah, yeah. But you're right. It is. It is with the letter X. Okay. Here's what I know about it. All right. Mm-hmm. So we've all seen there's this spider-like thing at the top of the strat. If you drive by, you see all the arms. Mm. It is not that. I will not do that. Um, but the X scream. It's on the edge of the sky pod. That's the thing on top of the strat. 866 feet. Oh, my God. In the air. Oh, oh my God. That sounds awful. (laughs) But listen, that's just the start of my afternoon. So Mm -hmm. I go on that, guys. Then I'm going to I'm going to safely I'm going to complete that. I'm not going to be like the one person who dies on that. I'm going to I'm going to you'll be the second. (laughs) It always runs through your head. All I'm right, come so come down the strat, yeah. and then I'm going to go ride the bull at Gillies at Treasure Island. Okay, no, Whoa. that's not bad. That's okay. I've done that before. I've lasted like Riding. three seconds, but uh, I'm not very good at it. But I have done that before. Do you have like a photo from or a video from when you did that? Because I'll have or, to look for know. it. It's embarrassing. They had these, you know. Okay. F-list celebrities is what I would call myself. Uh, F-list? Yeah, they had You're that high up? Local, yeah, I know, you're right. And, and they had like 10 of us, and it was like this charity thing downtown, and, and I did it, and, and, and I was one of the worst celebrities. I think Murray Sawchuk lasted like 20 seconds. I lasted like three seconds. Yeah, wasn't wasn't pretty. Do you, I mean, don't, don't they the have bowl? the ability to kind of turn up the bowl to a different level? They do. There's all, they do. There's all sorts of different levels, and I was on the easiest one, and I still couldn't hold on. It's very pathetic. Yeah. yeah. It's pathetic. Yeah, then, what do you want me to say? It's pathetic. You'll probably do very well. Woo! So this is at Stoney's? Right now. Where? Yeah, that's, uh, that, no, Gillies. Oh, Gillies. Okay, Gillies. Yeah. Okay, well, that's cool. I do love, I do love Stoney's in Town Square, though. I mean, yeah. They have something. They have live music almost every weekend of the, every weekend of the month. You're very and physically the, active tomorrow. It's a very physically active day. You're on a roller coaster, then then you're going on the on the bull. I mean, this is yeah. this is physically demanding here. And what time do you wake up every day for morning blend? I'm curious. Sometime in the four o'clock hour. Oh my god! So how do you go out during the week? You can't go out, right? No. Listen to this though. Everyone knows this about me. I go out. I go everywhere. But if the event lasts past like 805 at night i'm like cinderella i'm just like out of there doesn't that suck though i mean i, I know you're out yeah. on the i mean that sucks i mean you, you do a no. great job and you have a tough job and you do it very well but like I, like i don't know if i'd be able to like oh that's just terrible I, I, like eight o'clock she sounds like me i've done that my whole life i get up before five o'clock every day and yeah. don't invite me to anything that happens you know after about eight thirty, quarter to nine i don't want to hear it yeah yeah i don't know man well that that's rough I relate to you rick well here's the thing i don't mind it brian i'll tell you why because you know you go in so wait the third thing i'm doing is oh, I'm actually sorry. like it's all leading up to the third thing are gotcha. you ready i'm ready let's hear it Martha Stewart's restaurant opening at Paris Las Vegas tomorrow night, the Bedford. Oh, I am wow. hoping, I am hoping Martha will be in the room. Whoa. Well, she should, unless she's trading stocks. Sorry, that was a horrible joke. Terrible. Uh, hey, she's got some she good restaurants. Yeah, she did. Uh, yeah. She's a heck of a cook. I think we all could agree on that. <laughs> yeah, but absolutely. You've got a heck of a day. That's a long day tomorrow. And what do you got going on Saturday? Saturday, I'm going to hide from the world. So I have these days. I have these days. I don't know if, if you guys have. It might not be the same. See, because you guys don't, like, you know, put on makeup and... and, and uh, I do, and it know. doesn't help. 
Yeah, it doesn't. Oh, I, you know what? I'm so sorry. Out of respect to you, I know that you do. You look red. The blush you have on today, by the oh, way. Oh, is it nice? Does it match? Really, it's defining your cheeks. So that's really nice. Okay. Take that as a compliment. Um, hey. No, Saturday. I mean, if I'm totally honest, Saturday there's going to be a guy come to my house to fix my irrigation, and I've been like waiting for this guy to come over for like a month. So like, I'm totally pumped. Wow, irrigation. irrigation. That, that sounds like a scene from the movie Old School. And maybe I'll go to Bed Bath and Beyond. I don't know if I'll have time. Uh, fixing the irrigation system. That's like the opposite. You're, you're I mean, doing all these things tomorrow, and then Saturday it's just the irrigation system. Irrigation. You mean J.J. Snyder doesn't go out on a Saturday night? I don't believe that. I Honestly, I, I love having one weekend night where I don't go out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Will you be going to the Raiders game on you know, Sunday? How about the Raiders game on Sunday? Will you be attending that? No, but I did just interview one of the former Raiderettes uh, just a few minutes ago. Oh, cool. um, her name is Sandy Gelfound. And this gal, Brian, I, I feel like you might appreciate her because she's a stand-up comic. Oh, And oh. Um, I don't know if you know anyone who's been doing a show out at Bonkers. Well, your friend, Murray Sachek, you just mentioned, yes. has a show at Bonkers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Sandy Gelfound now lives in, in L.A., but she's in town for the Raider game. On Sunday, because she's a former Raiderette, but she's doing a stand-up show tomorrow night. How so cool she is that? Was hilarious. That's cool. So. Bonkers Comedy Club is great. I mean, the Brad Garrett Comedy Club. I go to the Laugh Factory. Harry Basil's a friend of mine over at yes. Tropicana. The L.A. Comedy Club at the Stratosphere. I love going to comedy clubs. And, Me uh, too. and have you ever performed? Uh, performed. Do, I, when I be when more I, specific. Well, please. when I when I <laughs> yeah. Well, we yeah. know you haven't done that. That's but, true. That's but, true. Sorry about that, JJ. But, <laughs> but the um, when I was when I was doing my show at the Luxor. Yeah. I actually when they used to have the place in New Orleans, mm-hmm. um, Big Al's. Yeah, Big Al's Comedy Club. I, they, I met Dustin Diamond there. The late Dustin yeah. Diamond. I well, saw. I him. Had, oh my god! I had to do. Yep. I had to do. I had. They asked me to do five minutes yeah. to host yep. a show one night, and I mm-hmm. ended up going from there to the Westgate to the left i did three yeah. places in one night with the worst material that you ever heard in your life <laughs> well I, I wrote in three minutes i used to host you at a place three times do you remember a place oh, i don't know how long you've been in vegas jj but this is a way back a place called the beach on paradise they had oh. a stand-up comedy night and they asked me to host i did like 10 minutes and then i introduced the comedians for for uh, that lasted for like six months or so um <laughs> i'm not a great comedian uh you could argue i'm not a great radio talk show host either but it's fine it is what Bruce it is in the pudding. so jj anything going on what are the doings on Sunday? Anything special? Uh, I have family coming into town. And um, so I literally, guys, I'm doing that thing where uh, I only have a few days with family. And I'm really, Sunday is going to be my day, at, you know, that I'm off work. So I'm going to show them the town. So and I'm, you, know you know this know, town I'm better gonna, than anybody. So I'm curious, yeah. when your family comes to town, where do you have to take them? Well, I think that I think a view is always like part of an amazing experience. So I think we're going to go on the high roller at Link. That's cool. And yep. um, try to come up with just you know what I think I might do. I think I might just freak them out a little bit because um, I think people need to remember that this is Las Vegas. So I, I think they need to see like a semi nude show. 
thinking, you know what I mean? Take him to like, fantasy it, or something. But, but, but tasteful. I think I might take him to fantasy. Yeah, that's, fantasy's a good one. Well, the girl's there. Yeah. Make sure you say hello to Mariah. She's a wonderful, wonderful yeah. gal. Know her well. Do you really? Right. Hey, oh, the, wow. fantasy used to be on my show every every Friday for there about are some, four years. Love, love the talent. There are some, love them. There are yeah, some great yeah. dancers. And so I saw a, a yeah. show called, was it Rouge over at, uh, I believe? Oh, yeah. It's yeah. That. That's another good one. Uh, I went to the grand opening of that show, and I thought it was very well done, and they did a great job and uh you know what uh, i remember uh one night uh, i went to a show i don't even know if i should tell this story called uh, Na- naked boy singing i had a girl no, in, hold on you back up the bus i had a girl in from out of town and she said she, that sounded like a fun show and it wasn't really the show that she expected and, and i'll leave it at that uh and then we went to an, uh, a strip club and it was a listen it was an okay evening you I'll took leave a it at date that. to a strip club a jj will you will you straighten them out a hold date on. to a strip club I don't know how to. Go. I'm not going to say a thing. How to go for it? it, 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 it the, the end of the night was fine. I'll leave it at that. It, it was. It was fine. Uh, if somebody wants to see Chippendales or something, uh, JJ, if you're single and a guy, which you're not, I know you're a happily married woman, but if a, if yeah. a, it, in your single days, if a guy said, "Hey, I'll take you to the Chippendale show, but we got to go to the strip club after," you would say yes, right? Never really into that. I got. Oh. well, I'm totally. I'm totally into Chippendales. I love my boys over at Chippendales. Hi guys, I love you. Um, Sean and Ryan, Sean and Ryan, I love those guys. But that's like to me, like I just draw the line. That's a dance show mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like when it fully comes to like holes and dollar bills, that's just for me. That's just, <laughs> it's a fair. It, it's a fair point. I think it, it's the yeah. Chippendales is is a tasteful show. It's funny, and then there are some, not all, but there are some strip clubs that are a little uh, dirty, and there's some extra shenanigans going on. So I totally understand that opinion. JJ, I know how busy you are, and I, well, we all know how busy you are this yes. weekend, except for maybe the irrigation day. For the most part, you've got a pretty busy weekend. So I always, hey, yeah, I was just gonna, wait, no wish wish me luck with my drippers uh, and my um, spaghetti tube. I'm more worried about that roller coaster for you. Hold on. Bring a paper bag with you just in case, just like in an airplane. And next week, hopefully, we can have you back on and you could let me know how that roller coaster experience was on top of the stratosphere, okay? You guys, you are the best. I loved uh, chatting with you today. Have a great rest of the show. Thanks, JJ. Appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. She's a busy lady, and she's very good at what she does. Uh, that's J.J. Snyder from The Morning Blend. Love it when she takes the time to come on. Hey, Nick, this has been a fun show. It yeah, goes, it hasn't been bad. goes by pretty fast, though, I must say. Yeah, Nick. I know. Well, it, it's, it's nice when you have good guests. That is true. We had some had great guests, guests today, besides J.J. Snyder, who's awesome. Richard Patrick, the lead singer of Filter, formerly of Nine mm-hmm. Inch Nails. And, of course, Sarah Spector, uh, the former assistant DA of Vivalde. And tomorrow we got some good guests lined up as well. Always interesting when we have the golf guru, Dennis Silvers, joining me in studio tomorrow. So that's going to work on your game? Uh, well, I, I think I need to work on his game. I think it's the opposite. Ooh. But uh, Dennis will be joining us tomorrow in studio, as well as Dr. Stephen Fry. Uh, uh, always love having him. Marijuana doctor. So we always, but we always chime up with politics and stuff with him too. It's always a good conversation. Please we need fo- weed to deal with some of the politics. Uh, people might argue you need weed to deal with me uh, tonight. I am going to be going to the Las Vegas Aces game, Nick. Uh, Great organization. They're doing a fine job, uh, and I expect Mark Davis and Governor Sisolak and everybody to be there. Uh, going to be a fun one. And then Sunday, uh, we'll, uh, we'll be going to the Raiders game, uh, first preseason game home of the year. Nick, it's been a pleasure having you here. And, it's been fun. Uh, we haven't done it in 
quite a while. I would like to have you here again sometime soon, and uh, I appreciate that. Maybe we can get some more intros from you. Uh, well, yeah, you know. Not I, that I don't like the intro you gave me. I but, know. Uh, <laughs> I, need, I need to freshen it up. <laughs> well, that's what women say about me. So anyway, uh, Nick, <laughs> but um bum Nick, have a great day. I you appreciate too, you being Thanks. here, and I hope uh, everybody has a great afternoon. We'll see you tomorrow.